Hello and welcome, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts 2.0, episode 71, Super Bowl week, coming at you. Hosting tonight, yours truly, Matt Hickman, with me, the remainder of the Tennessee trio, McClure and Chris. Gentlemen, how you doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing, doing good. Well. In, impromptu trivia here. Uh, let's do it. Let's throw, go. Throwing a curveball at Hickey early on in this episode. All right. Name the best number 71 to win a Super Bowl. Oh, good gosh. OCU Minora. Sure. I think he was 71, wasn't he? Sure. Uh that's that's my that's the first person that uh that comes to mind. You win the prize. All right. 70, 72. Ah, oh. Shoot. Oh man. Oh, so close. Number 71. There's so few. That was a that was a good name pool though. Thanks. Least. I was I was proud of that name pool. That uh that Giants. Uh, there's probably a 71 offensive lineman I'm not thinking of. Like oh man, McClure's favorite sure. player ever. Did he ever win uh, a Super Bowl? Was he Walter, really? Walter definitely won a Super Bowl. No, he did not. Uh, he wasn't on that last that uh I guess he wasn't, was he? They lost to the Steelers, right? That was his only uh, Super that Bowl. Was his... Ooh, there's another a couple of good offensive linemen, obviously with number 71 expected. Okay. Uh, former Eagles, great. Jason Peters was 71? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, this guy, I think, is a Bengals, Bengals guy. But they never won a Super Bowl. Okay, never mind then. Was Munoz 71? Uh, Willie That's Anderson. Willie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Well, yeah, was a Bengals he, guy, right? He, he would have never even played in one. Um, yeah, that's about that's that's really. Oh, oh, McClure would not have be good with this one. There's a there's a thing, and it's 71 days until NFL kickoff, so they're ranked hmm. number 71s, and they put Jason Peters above Walter Jones. Oh, oh no! Now, if I was honestly making like a top. 10 football players of all time. I honestly would put Walter Jones in the top 10 <laughs> football players of all time. How many how many places in the top 10 would he take up? <laughs> Probably all of them. Probably the first seven at least. And then we got three saps behind them. One through seven is Mark Okay, Walter so Jones. according to this, uh, Jason Peters, yes, that checks it. Um, see if this guy has one or not. No Super Bowls. No Super Bowls. Ed Buddy, offensive guard, what? Kansas City Chiefs, 1963 first-round draft pick. Now, there is, a, uh, there is a 71 that, uh, if I, I may be wrong, I, I may be thinking of the wrong Dallas offensive lineman, but Larry Allen has a uh, 71. I think he was 73, wasn't he? Yeah, he was I'm 71. I'm showing 71. Larry I, Allen was 71? Oh, he was, he was unbelievable. Right. He was the uh, key to Emmett Smith, right? Well, that yeah. whole offensive line. I mean, they had he's Aaron definitely Williams, seventy-three. Mark two and a. He was oh. seventy-one when he played for the Niners. Forty-niners, like. yeah. Okay, sorry. I was was just, the, it was a random Google tail end of his career. <laughs> no, those those uh, those Cowboys offensive lines were unreal. Um, so, who was the best? Was it uh, Nate Newton? Was he the best one, or was Larry? Yeah, Allen Larry Allen. One? Larry Allen's okay. Nate Newton was awesome too. Um, Nate Newton, number sixty-one, pretty sure, wasn't. Didn't he get arrested for like thousands of pounds of weed in the yes. back of a Ford van? Uh, have you like heard our this? friend Travis Henry, right? 
That was that was Jamal <laughs> Lewis. He had, Jamal he had a Lewis, one. Yeah. Uh, did did you hear about the story? It was talking about the uh, party house, like the frat house at uh, in Dallas back early nineties, uh, no. where they had it was it was apparently really close to the practice facility, and apparently they had some epic parties, as you can imagine, with the cast of characters they had. Nate Newton, Sart- Michael Irvin. I mean, just yeah. just those two. Yeah, the story. There's were apparently epic. some. Uh, there's apparently some tell-all book by Michael Irvin that talks about that house, and it's just uh a uh, plethora of cocaine and uh, ladies. <laughs> ladies, and just I, it was just un- unbelievable. They said, "Yes, if you haven't heard, you should you should Google it. Do a little Google search and, uh, or maybe even open up Hickman's favorite Reddit and just go into a deep dive <laughs> down that okay. rabbit hole." I feel like uh, I feel like Emmett Smith wouldn't have been there. He didn't strike me as the. You know, heavy partier, unlike he, he did go to Florida. The rest of the team, well, he but he went to uh, Spurrier's Florida was different though, and he didn't even go to Spurrier, Florida. He went to where was still, who, who still was bad the Florida? 80s Florida. Who was the coach in the eighties? Uh, the main one was a guy named Galen Hall. How do you how do you know that? Right. I mean, you can <laughs> look it up. Uh, well, again, yeah, Florida was terrible until Steve Spurrier showed up. So. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Spurrier ran a clean program. He would also be welcome on the podcast if you ever wanted to join us. So I think he might be uh, he might be a unanimous favorite of the podcast. I think we all like him. Great quote, great quote. Had an off innovative offense. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. we. I love to hate him when he was at Florida, and then the visor toss. When he came back to the college, it's when he kind of like. Softened because we could always beat South Carolina usually. So, yeah, yeah. I saw there were a lot more visor, disgusted visor tosses right. when he was at South Carolina instead of Florida. Right, man. Well, hey, that's a fun start to the podcast. We got uh, got a few things to talk about. We're going to discuss um, NBA scoring champion. Go off a. Uh, 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 LeBron, LeBron, LeBron chat in with some Super Bowl talk. Um, anything interesting happened though this week, or we took a week off. Uh, I went to, I was first work trip, with my new job, got to go to New Orleans and, uh, it was underwhelming, but, uh, yeah, how about you guys? Bayonet or whatever it's called, beignets, beignet. We get yes. a beignet review. So I went to Cafe Du Monde. Let's like, go of zero to ten. What are we? What are we? I don't know. It was a six. So okay. it was this bag of three beignets, which beignets are okay. They're you know it's fried dough. Which how wrong can you go with fried dough? And they just dumped a pound of, of you know powdered sugar on top of it, which gives it most of its flavor. But you drown anything in powdered sugar, and it just tastes like powdered sugar. Um, it was a giant mess. My rental car looked like the 1992 Cowboys that had a party inside of it. Uh, <laughs> by the time I was done eating my beignet, I didn't even eat the third one. Um, the coffee was delicious, though. So there's that. Now, did you have to walk immediately into some sales meeting um, with powder all over your pants? So I did have a meeting like 20 minutes after. So I tried my best. No, so no, short of it, no, I did not get any any on my pants. I got a little bit on my shirt, but I was uh, smart enough to 
have taken my jacket off. It was cold actually. And I put my jacket back on. So, you know, perfect worked out. I feel like I could play it off. That probably happens a lot. You know, salesman goes in New Orleans and shows up beignets all over. Well, to be fair, beignet dust or cocaine all over them and either one they would probably expect. So, uh, I think I strike people as more as the overeats on beignets as opposed to indulges in cocaine kind of person. I just feel like That's it's a vibe fair. I give off. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. My, my, my good story of the week is every, usually a Friday nights, uh, occasionally Saturday nights, I'll go, uh, to the cigar bar. Uh, I come home, we'll eat dinner with the wife and kids. Once the kids and wife go to bed, I go to the cigar bar, have a couple beers, and it's just kind of a just a chill thing where it's just like me to unwind, uh, me to get away from everything for about two to three hours. It's kind of a nice, nice chill atmosphere. So the cigar bar here, um, everything's very spread out like most cigar bars. It's kind of like a lounge. It's just you're there. They have a huge projector screen TV. It's usually on ESPN, so whatever's playing there works. This past Saturday night, I went in there. Uh, there were some UFC fights that started at 9 o'clock. Uh, there were some basketball games going. I think that started off with Kentucky, Florida. Then it went to Gonzaga, mm-hmm. St. Mary's. Uh, I was just on my phone, had my AirPods in, watching the UFC fights on my phone. Uh, just kind of having a chill night. I left the house. I was wearing uh, shorts and a hoodie and some flip flops because I'm not going to the bar to uh, find any ladies. It's just me going there to get away. Mm-hmm. So there's this lady. She was probably. I would say she's 40, but God, I'm almost 40. So yeah, I'm come like, on, man. Bump it up to mid forties at least. Uh, and she was doing the typical, I'm going to make the rounds and flirt with every guy and see how many guys will buy me a drink thing. Oh. And uh, she, she went to the nerdiest guy there and like sat basically in his lap and dude like bought her. A, it was some kind of fucking cranberry drink, bought her a cigar. Like, so she could smoke a cigar with him. Like, and she kept me like every time he would like look a different direction, she would make the weirdest face to like her friend group. And you're just like, that's just not cool. Like not cool at all. And then eventually pulls up a chair and like sits next to me. And I'm just like, this is awkward. Get the AirPods. Out. So I take, take one of the AirPods out. And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> and she, she's like, I, I need to know the story. Uh, like shorts and flip flops. Like, uh, like you think you're at the beach? And I was like, no, I was like, not at all. I was like, I was trying to think what I could wear to the bar. So nobody would fucking talk to me. Uh, turns out <laughs> it's not shorts and flip flops. <laughs> just to see the look on her face was just uh, therapeutic and awesome. Uh, completely repulsed. Oh, that's awesome. And it was, uh, it was a classic Chris story of like, I just didn't like how she treated the one guy. Cause I, I mean, love the one, that. The one guy was hey, a creeper. Like absolute creeper, but at the same time, like she was just walking around trying to get a free drink, and of course he obliged. And he, I mean, he probably spent twenty five, thirty dollars on her there. Maybe and, he was a creeper. Maybe he was just nerdy. Yes. Hey, ma- if she's making faces, like knowing what she's doing, I, I think you yes. did a good deed. You did yeah, a very did. good deed. I, I had no problem with that one. I was just like, oh, this is, this is, she, when she sat down next to me, I was just annoyed instantly. And I was just like, oh, that's hilarious. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, it's just literally, I was about to go to, either go to bed or go smoke a cigar and have a couple of beers. So I'm going to go with, go with a cigar tonight because I had the fights on. So, but yeah, it was, Turned into a funny story. I kind of enjoyed it. Got a chuckle, and I was just like, "Ah, she guys, it's karma." I'm all about karma. So that's awesome. 
That's a classic. That's a good one. I wish I could have seen the face. She was not expecting that response at all. No. I doubt she talks to me if I see her in there again. So that's that's a pro. You you podfathered her. I did. <laughs> I need to make business uh, cards for the podcast so I can just hand them out. You should <laughs> just just make them with the. We should make them with a QR code to it. Just yes. You know, go right to our podcast. That's a great idea. Uh, McClure, did you uh, did you do anything that interesting? Uh, repulse any uh, any players at the bar, or uh, I mean, my story just involved eating a donut. So, no, I, you know, I had crazy car troubles and told that whole story. I believe the last time uh, mm-hmm. told told the red van hitting me in the side story. No more wild stories like that. Except today, I was driving home on an old mountain road where there's no cell phone service. And there's a semi in front of me and a little Honda in front of it. And they both put on their brake lights and are slowing down. So I'm passing them on the left on a double yellow line. And I stop to see if they're all right. And the guy is frantic and says he has to find a gas station immediately. And that I have to lead him to a gas station. What? And I said, uh, and I started pointing to where he could turn around and go. And he said, this was a, a semi truck behind him and the guy had gotten out and he couldn't speak English and they were uh, talking and yelling and they were yelling at me like we got to find the gas station and there were cars coming so I eventually just told him I had to leave but uh, I wonder (laughs) what was going on what do you think was going on did you find a Google Translate did you download that real fast or no no the one guy spoke English and he was um and he was frantic, though, saying we had to find the gas station immediately. And um, I couldn't help him. They they were trying to turn around a semi truck on an old mountain road, and it just wasn't going to work. So they were. Uh, that was just a uh, odd thing that happened. I'm I'm having weird things happen in the in the vehicles lately. You should just yeah. You should just pause on driving for a while. Just maybe just take a bunch of Ubers. Yeah, I'm gonna get me a yeah. horse. Those <laughs> um. Yeah, Rutledge County, places like that, you are probably better off with a horse than uh, calling up an Uber. So I used to go talk to um, agricultural lenders up in Wisconsin, and you know they would lend on horses like where I would lend on uh, houses, and they'd have to go out and count their horses in the fields. And that was uh, that sounded like a fun job. I, I wish I could go do that. Go count your horses and get a loan based on the quantity of horses you have. Well, see, as the lender, you would go out and count the horses to make sure that the farmer's telling you the truth. There you go. And they might say, oh, we got a thousand cattle out there, but really there's just 750. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> then you really have to count. <laughs> oh, seriously, you do. You the gotta rest were just donkeys. Here. You got to get your saddle on your horse and go out with your clicker and uh, go count horses. They all look the same, though. <laughs> is that a real thing? That is a real thing. Wow. What a job. Yeah. You know, all the time I feel like I hear about jobs that other people have that are just <laughs> easier and more lucrative than any job I've ever had. <laughs> Require less skill, you know. Now, to be that fair, said, it's not I don't think I do. could. Well, I know, but I'm just saying that I don't <laughs> think I could count horses very well. So, I mean, I joke about that, but 
it would take some serious training for me to do well at that job. So I would, I would probably fall off the horse before I'd be able to count anything. Man. Well, since, uh, since none of us have a career in, uh, agriculture counting, uh, maybe call, uh, call Natty for that one. Um, we do have a, a podcast that is in the top, what, 60% of stream for, uh, 40, <laughs> top 40, like 6% or so. Yeah. In the we world, in the world, Spotify, yeah. So, in the you know, we are highly sports. successful in that sector. Um, well, that's like top 3 million, maybe. Probably. Let's, let's not worry about the, those minor details. <laughs> Elite company, guys. We are in elite company. Um, I don't know if uh, Walter Jones or Larry Allen has a podcast. So, you know. Um, let's talk about a couple different things this week. Um, let's start with NBA. Um, huge night last night. LeBron James finally passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. LeBron's one of these guys. It's always been you know, super polarizing. People love him, hate him. Our friend group, people are all over the place. Um, regardless, um, hey, long, long career deserves the record. Um, uh, yeah, it's just thoughts on 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 the moments and on him uh, him eclipsing uh, Kareem. I'll start and say we're 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 the exact same age. Me and LeBron, almost. I'm 39. He's 38. But I remember being a freshman in college and watching that first game against Sacramento. Because he was hyped up. I remember watching several uh, high school games Mm -hmm. on ESPN the year before when I was in high school, too. Uh, And just being kind of like prepped and ready. It was kind of the early Internet almost, you know, where Mm -hmm. it was kind of just that was the first big deal of you you know, this guy's coming and you and here it is and you can watch it and. So it's just been cool to watch him, and it's it's unbelievable that he's come anywhere close to living up to the hype and really exceeded it. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, you know, nobody can uh, uh, usually live up to to that kind of buildup, you know, and and you see it all the time where where it's it's kind of like people are propped up and they can't live up to it or. Or it's just too much pressure, and you see, you know, we'll talk about it later, but stuff like Kyrie, you know, it's like he's probably, you know, well, not in this case, but, you know, super talented, just can't put it together. But How did he get into Duke? Le- <laughs> I don't huh. know. But LeBron doing it for so long, just so impressive. It's just, uh, it was cool to watch last night or uh, the other night. I, I watched it live, which was cool. It was about midnight Eastern. And uh, it was a fadeaway uh, in the third quarter mm-hmm. from uh, from a losing team. It was uh, interesting to watch the whole thing too, though, with uh, the reactions. The, Anthony uh, Davis's reaction. Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's the one I wanted to talk about. Uh, it was so strange and uh, like <clears throat> really, it comes off to me as petty. You know, which he came off to me as petty in New Orleans with the whole contract thing. I don't know if that's fair because I don't know the details. But to do that on the national stage seemed a little bit petty. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. It may be like trades coming up and, and different things going on. I know the Lakers are bad. So uh, And Russ apparently got into a uh, 
shouting that the other night with Darvin Ham at halftime. You actually got traded um, tonight, McClure. I haven't even seen that. So Russ got traded. Yeah, he's right, going tell, to uh, tell me the details. Okay, Russell Westbrook is going to a great place for him, uh, Mormon City, uh, Utah Jazz. Oh man, he'll fit right in. He'll be soaking <laughs> it, soaking it up there. Um, Michael Conley went to the Timberwolves, and D'Angelo Russell. He's back. He's is back. back. <laughs> Wow, with the Lakers. So I heard that rumor today, and I was there's a uh, thinking few that, more, um, yeah, a few more pieces, but that's that's kind of the deal. So wow, Utah is that's officially cool. embracing the tank, and uh, I, I guess the Lakers did get a little help. I mean, Russell's better than the, Russell. Yeah, uh, I guess the Lakers think they want to make a push. Maybe. I mean, they are like 14th now in the uh, West, so <laughs> nowhere to go but up. Uh. D'Angelo Russell, wild. I remember people were really high on him for a while, right? Yeah. Like, he had a max contract with the Warriors, I believe. He scored tw- – I just looked at this. 1920, he scored 23.6 a game with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he got traded to Minnesota partially through the season. Boy, that's weird. Him and Andrew – was it him and Andrew Wiggins? Was that so the trade? So, that have been the swap for Wiggins. But yeah. was he with the Lakers prior? Uh, he was with the Lakers, and they Golden essentially two seasons. Yeah, they essentially gave him away, like just trying to get rid of his contract or to get LeBron, right? Yeah, I think it was part of that. Create the he cap space Brooklyn. to be able to sign Anthony Davis. Oh, I think it may have been yeah. a cap space move. One of those. Hey, we can get LeBron, and then we can sign one more max player if we get rid of that contract. I think that was the deal. I mean, he's a career. But he's had several good years in the Nets yeah. too, right? Like he's, decent years. Uh, I mean, for his yeah. career, he's 17.7, 5.7, 3.5. Yeah. I think he made the all-star team like a couple of years ago. I know it's the East, and it's like that. I think that year was really low, but I think he made it a couple of years ago. Hmm. He, he plays defense like me. <laughs> like with a like with The a famous Chris carpet, defense. Like your, uh... Yeah, let's go stand in the corner and uh, let's just not, not move ever. I played a lot of pickup ball with both you guys, and you <laughs> you two do have a very have had very similar moments on defense. It's all most days hey, I, y'all I both rather spots. just yep yep pick your spot and like well <laughs> I think he'll just miss. <laughs> my my only uh, real thing to add on the LeBron is I think he is the poster child for. HGH can be good for athletes um, <laughs> because I've enjoyed watching a great player, even at age 38. I think 38 is what you said, Boyd. Does that sound I think right? So. Yeah. Um, I, I've enjoyed watching a 38 year old be good at this age. So if it helps players play longer, uh, physically isn't too terrible for their body, uh, I'm all for uh, performance enhancing. Uh, things people put in their body to help stay healthy longer. So that's what all would I'm you re- say. What would you say the percentage is that, that he is definitely doing something that the NBA would not allow if they knew 127%. <laughs> all right. I mean, his body is incredible. Like it does seem like it's, it's, uh, you know, it's either freakish or, you know, he's at fourteen hundred plus games played right now. 
Right. Like like I'm people just... fall off a cliff at a thousand games. Like that's their fall least... off a cliff number. He's five seasons over that, like five full seasons. And he's got three left at least. Like he's just a brick of muscle still. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Matt? I don't know. I mean, so first of all, I was glad to see him, you know, get get the record. It was funny. Like there was a there was a time frame where it looked like Carl Malone was kind of a lock to break it. And then he he hit the hit the wall. Um so glad to see glad to see LeBron get it instead of instead of Carl. Sanders about H E H. I mean I don't know. There's LeBron. There's like I mean, obviously Brady played at a high level when he had to do something too, right? Peyton probably attempted it uh, in his comeback. If we're being with his honest. neck, yeah. yeah. Well, because he couldn't, he could barely grip a football. Kobe I mean, made his Germany Kobe, visits. Kobe, oh yeah, Kobe with his Germany. Yeah. But now, I mean, Kobe going to Germany, they always said that was like stem cell stuff, right? I which mean, yeah. Which the stem cell treatment stuff is just basically stuff that you can't get done in America. Yeah, yes. and I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily illegal for like um like if the nba found out which you know there's anecdotal evidence that he went and did that if they if they wanted to press would they be able to say oh you can't do this i i don't know the rules well enough to say i i i'm i'm pro drugs on that one like i'm i i want to see good players play longer so fair enough I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know that I'm opposed to it. I mean, mostly it's just whether or not it's, it's damaging to people. And I don't want kids and younger athletes to, to do it. Cause you gotta, you know, again, think about these people we're talking about there. They have access to the greatest healthcare, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very different than a, you know, 20 year old trying to get ahead somewhere so that's that's the danger to me um so, so do you uh, think this uh, do you think this going over the record just uh immediate goat status do you think it's just a, the debate continues forever is it like jordan will always have his camp so let's do me, let's do a chug sip report all right that's not good. Chug, chug sip report you, you can start with it not to interrupt me i'll, I'll let you, you you come back and start chug sip report LeBron's the goat and not Jordan. I got to sit because every week I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> nah. You you look, I, I watched the last dance and uh, you just remember all that stuff. And there's always a uh, recency bias. Of course, if you try to take that out, I go back and watch these NBA, uh, like NBA TV always plays those old jazz finals. Uh, especially mm-hmm, the last mm-hmm. one, you know, with with the old the play, the last minute Rodman, uh, on oh, the yeah. line, that whole that whole sequence is always on TV. It's like a different sport. It's yeah. like a different sport. It's like the the uh, the way they play defense. Like nobody's contesting jumpers. Like nobody's they're they're flying out on every three now. It's mm-hmm. like sprinting as fast as they can. Which is another thing about like the narrative of defense in the NBA. I, I get it. Like you do see people just play lazily. I get it. But there's also like sprinting out to the three. You know, just it's it's a different sport almost. Just watching it, the eye test. So, the spacing's so much better in today's game. I think I think that's I think that's the 
that's what makes defense look so lazy in today's game is the spacing is so great that uh, it's not like you can double team anybody ever. Where yeah, back in the day, the old, it was just all constant double teams. They still, yeah, and they still had the three, but they were all packed in. And uh, I don't know the, uh, you know, we were talking about the numbers between Jordan and LeBron earlier today a little bit. Um, the points per game thing going to Jordan is impressive with, where he didn't shoot threes. Like, they, he just didn't shoot yeah. threes. Um, 37 points per game in his third year, I think. Which is just yeah, you know that's that's crazy considering the the um, the play being so packed in the paint, but so I don't know. There's just always a uh, a way to look at it. the The biggest thing to me though is just looking at the games and watching LeBron play versus Jordan. Like just the eye test sometimes, just uh, so strong, so powerful, being able to do so many more things like physically on the court. It's just impressive to me but i'll say sip for my final answer chris what do you think i'm gonna pour it out uh jordan uh will f- not forever but lebron's not really in the comp- conversation for me with jordan I, I just hold jordan to that high i think i think jordan was that much better uh Part of it me says if you place Jordan on the Heat team with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, they're winning four straight titles. No doubts about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and LeBron won two. I, I just think LeBron's... Mm, I did hate when Logan was like, he's a better scorer than Jordan. I was like, that that's not true. <laughs> so... Uh, for me, I, I'll always lean Jordan. I think uh, defensively, uh, LeBron's a better defender when he cares and tries, but he, LeBron also has so many moments of just uh, the the flopping, the pouting. Uh, that the 2011 kinda, finals. That kind of stand out to me uh, with LeBron that just make me cringe. Uh and Jordan, I, I know he's 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 not a great person at all. <laughs> but when you get on the basketball court, he's going to try to win every single second of every game. Uh, the competitiveness, uh, and I think just looking peer to peer. I mean, obviously LeBron's the best basketball player uh, since Jordan in '96, '97, kind of thing. Uh, by far, the best basketball player since then. But for me, I think Jordan's one. LeBron's in the conversation on two, two, three, four, somewhere in that ballpark. I right. got a quick, I'll... quick, uh, quick rebuttal before yours, Matt. Mm-hmm. So, if you think that Jordan would win fourth straight with that Heat team, do you think that Jordan could get to the finals with Eric Snow and Danielle Marshall in two thousand seven? In the East, yes. Okay. And in the 2006-2007 East mm. back then, Allen Iverson I, made the finals with that same those same cast of characters, essentially. I get it. It's a that's one of the more impressive things of LeBron's career to me. That one year, that that uh, Pistons series specifically what, was like crazy. I don't remember for sure. Was was that like a, a Pacers and Heat? Were they were they decent then? 
Like who, who was the next best team? So Please. it was Detroit. They were, for sure. but they they had yeah they had big battle against Detroit in the playoffs, okay. and he scored like twenty five straight in the fourth quarter. I we were we were at a sports bar in Knoxville for that game. I remember that was Kern's bachelor party, I believe. It was like his coming out party in the playoffs because the Pistons were right. so good in the East. Hick, Hickey, did you go to Kern's bachelor party? I did not. Oh, I did, you would have remembered. I, I did not. I, I'm no, I, sure I know we where at, I was that night. I was. Go ahead. Uh, we we were at the bar that got yeah, we we got turned away whenever we were in college because I wasn't twenty one. We were at that that bar, mm. uh, Cedar Bluff exit, uh, and LeBron just went yeah. went nuts nuts that game. No, I was uh, I was with my a, a girl I was dating at the time. Uh, it was a weird. This is a weird story. Um, I'm looking forward to this already. <laughs> so, I was hanging out with her and her family at this hotel in Orlando, and her. It was for this wedding for her mom's uh, college roommate's daughter, and. I show up after being at this like church camp all week that I was leading and without having a chance to do any laundry or anything, the only decent shirt I had, I'd worn before the night before for a camp at a campfire. So obviously it all smelled like a campfire, right? Well, I was under the understanding that we were not going to go to the wedding. The reason I was under that impression is that I was told, Hey, we don't have to go to this wedding. (laughs) So the night before we have this super dysfunctional conversation about ridiculous things. And then I wait after she wakes me up and is like, Hey, um, so we have to go to this wedding. Like, What do you mean? Like, I, I, I have not I have no clothes to get dressed for this wedding. Now granted it's a, it's an Orlando, Florida wedding, but these were, these were wealthy people. Um, so I was wearing some like wrinkled button down shirt, like, Look kind of like, you know, I had flip-flops. Seriously, that was like the nicest pair of shoes I had were flip-flops. Y'all remember me in the mid-aughts. I was a broke vagabond. She jumped into those pants. <laughs> and like just these disgusting pants. And, you know, I had my like you know, long hippie hair. I smelled like campfire. Obviously, I took a shower. And not only do we have to go to this wedding, but we had to sit on the front row and take pictures. And wow. so with, with like all these wealthy folks and like, who is, who is this guy that looks like you pulled out of the mountains? And so I love uh, this story. I did That's East amazing. Tennessee proud showed up, managed. Like I was on the, I don't know why I was sitting on the front row and it, this, I could not tell you who these people are to this day. There are wedding pictures <laughs> that I am in looking like an absolute scrub. And I know, and I, I smell like a bonfire. So, um, are those the available? night before, huh? Are those available? I would love to find them, but the the night before, I was watching LeBron take down the Pistons with some random folks that I've never saw again in my life, um, while drinking uh, real cheap wine that uh, the girl I was dating thought was fancy. Yellowtail, Yellowtail. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I did watch that game. Uh, <laughs> That's a great story. Those really party is way more fun. Though. Yeah, I would have much rather been with y'all, man. That was uh, I probably McClure. I probably called you the next day and talked about it. Honestly, I probably I mean, told you the story 15 years ago. Like, probably uh, did. I was in a hotel in Sevierville. 
watching that one. I was working uh, down in Sevierville oh, for man. a couple of weeks. Uh, I wish I would have known that, Boyd, because we went uh, to Smokey's even... game that that Friday night. Oh man, what, what might have been? Did y'all? Even, yeah, y'all we did not. I introduced y'all that. I don't no, know. No. We we didn't okay. know each other. Well, that was okay. way before. That was 07. It was probably five you, years later. You would have been quite the hit because former Cubs player Darwin Barney, we were heckling him because he went to Oregon State. Chris Lawson was a big North Carolina fan. They played each other in the College Baseball World, World Series. So we were kind of heckling him all game. And then after the game, he came over to talk to us. And he's like, hey, guys, uh, y'all got any weed on you? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're like, no, <laughs> we all go to Bible college or something. We're like, we were all, no, we're just <laughs> Bible all college, Bible college friends. And he was like, man, I was hoping you had some. <laughs> You're going to heckle me. At least took me up. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, guy, was, that guy was living his dream, wasn't he? He was. He saw man, college what? guys and he was just like, oh, man, they got, they got to have a weed hook up here. <laughs> Little did he know. That's amazing. Man, what a, what a moment in time. The iPhone had just been introduced, you know. Uh, I was. The Office had probably just come out. The Office was. It was season two of The Office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, W was the president. Man, what a time! Just about to have the financial crisis. Hadn't even gotten there yet. I know. Or wait, maybe it was happening because that would have been no, because that was the the, the uh, spring of '08. So it was just about to happen. We were just about to get hit with that and learn about Sarah Palin. What a time. <laughs> um, real quick. All right. So, so back to this, I I'm going to chug it. I'm choosing LeBron. Um, can we make I sure th- that the, the viewers know who is your all time least favorite <laughs> NBA basketball player? Uh, I would say Michael Jordan's my all time least favorite. But he's absolutely on the list. Who's your least favorite athlete of all time? Tom Brady. Who's your second? It might Jordan's, be Michael. Jordan. I'm not a Jordan okay. fan. Okay. I'm not a Jordan fan. We'll just say that, and I will absolutely give that give that guy okay. give that that caveat. Um, okay, so we we can talk about eras. We can talk about all of that. We can talk about you know eye test. You know LeBron's just such a physical beast. Jordan did play with Phil Jackson his whole career. Overrated coach. Yep. I mean, probably Phil Jackson won a bunch of rings, but he also had, you know, Jordan Pippen, Shaq, Kobe. That's right. Fair. That's fair. And he literally um, like schemed not to shoot three pointers. Like that was his entire <laughs> scheme. Which worked in that era of basketball. Yeah. It's phenomenal that it, it did. The, yeah. the triangle. I mean, even his last title, they don't win without Pau Gasol, who was a monster in the paint in 20. He hit every every 15 footer he took. Yeah, yeah. Um it was just he was a you know monster on the glass. But anyway, so we were talking about this earlier and just some interesting points about you know about the two. And yeah, we could say the what ifs, what does what does Jordan do with those Heat teams? What does LeBron do with those Bulls teams? Both both of them in their eras though, the East was weaker. Got, got to say, in both, for whatever reason, the West is always deeper in the NBA. It usually, it, or it has been. Um, Le- LeBron took an awful team to the finals. He's been to the finals, what, 10 times? Okay. He lost a bunch. Um, he's won he's, four. Yeah. He's won, yeah, he's four, four and six in the finals. A lot of those teams, though, he played, 
I mean, he played some unbelievable competition. He got, he got, you know, the pop Duncan uh, Spurs. I was going to say, let's stroke off the Spurs real fast. The, the 2014 Spurs game, would have beaten the 98 Bulls. Mm. The beautiful game Spurs would have worked them. But I'm saying, if you, you if you put Jordan it, on that Heat team, they're, they they're, don't beat the 14 Spurs. They, they beat the 14 Spurs. They beat the 11 Mavs. They don't beat the 14 Spurs. They beat the 14 Spurs. The Spurs eviscerated that Heat team. They really did. Four games to one. Kawhi, Kawhi plays Jordan. That's that's the key. Tony Parker. Gonna who's going to deal with Duncan on that team? That, that's another piece about those Bulls teams. Chris Bosh. What? Yeah, because Chris Bosh struggled with him in that in, in those series. But the, the thing is, like those Bulls teams once in a while would struggle against a dynamic big man. They were famously um what one in five against Hakeem Olajuwon in the in the uh first three peat era. They lost um, to Shaq legitimately. I mean, I know it was uh in ninety five, yeah. Right. It was half a year for Jordan. So the and then the other piece, I mean we could disagree about the fourteen Spurs, but can we all agree that they don't beat the eighteen, nineteen Warriors? Oh, that's probably the greatest team of all time. Right. So again, we thought we talked about this. The the Warriors had more Hall of Famers on the floor than Jordan faced in the '92 playoffs. I want to throw out that so they don't beat them. That you just randomly knew that off the top of your head, just immediately. Well, <laughs> Rain um, man, Rain man I had, over here. I did confirm it though, because the, the 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 '92 playoff run, they beat the awful Miami Heat team. Um, they they went seven games against the Knicks, one Hall of Famer, Patrick Ewing. So overrated. Beat the Cavs in the conference finals, zero Hall of Famers, and then beat the uh, Portland Trailblazers with Drexler, one Hall of Famer. So, and ne- neither of those guys are close to Durant or Curry. I mean, not they're fringe top fifty, right? Fringe top, tra- exactly, exactly. I mean, Did you say Patrick I'd- Ewing's overrated? Yeah, as a uh, childhood Knicks fan, Patrick <laughs> Ewing's overrated. There's a reason the Ewing theory exists. Yeah. It's because it's Patrick Ewing. Y'all, y'all know I'm a like, Clyde the Glide like, guy, but still. That's like Ewing that's like 15 years into his career, though, right? No, that's peak Ewing. He went to that Wait, 92 I'm Ewing is like, peak Ewing. No, I'm talking about oh. 98. That's the Ewing theory. Oh, the theory. Yeah, that was that was tail end of career. That's true. Yeah, so right, that's true. Right. Yeah. He, he was drafted in what, like 85 or? Yeah, he was 85 draft, yeah. So that would have been like, um, you know, he would have been like in his late thirties. There, there's some. He's a better I mean, basketball player than he is coach. I'll give him that. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, Poor definitely. Georgetown. But I mean, you think of the the. So Jordan had to get by the Pistons. Once the Pistons faded, right? The 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 Celtics were no more. So in '91, he beat that Pistons team, and then and then his first title. I mean, then he beats Magic and Worthy in the finals. I mean, hey, that was that was quite a gauntlet. '92 was lighter. '93. Same thing in the East. He just has to deal with um, uh, Patrick Ewing, and then and then beats Barkley in the finals. Who Barkley was? That was a feat. Barkley was an all timer oh, at the point. At that point, yeah. Don't forget McClure. the triumvirate, the triumvirate of Mark Price, Brad Darty, and Craig Elo. <laughs> has there ever been a wider group of uh, a wider NBA team than that? You get the black guy that's an NBA uh, NASCAR, uh, oh, a NASCAR guy. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh that's man. good. 
that's a good point. You remember Mark Price? You could like I remember just remember that uh, the armpit hair. I like you see just this like him. you know. I I disliked him for no reason other than he was a scrawny white guy that just did, looked like he didn't belong. Uh, I bet he shot I, like ninety two percent from the free throw line. I he think did he at did, least one yeah. year. Yeah. Well, so speaking of ultra white teams, I mean the team that he beat uh, a couple years later twice the Jazz, you know, with Stockton and Jeff uh, Hornacek and Adam Keefe. And uh, I think know. it's pronounced queef. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, oh, and Greg Ostertag. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't Ostertag on those teams? Man. Is and that then, big country, Bryant Reeves? Was he a, was he a jazz player or no? No, he was. Oh, he was a Grizz. I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a Bryant Reeves jersey. Ostertag go to college? Uh, Kansas. Okay. He Reeves, was, he was Oregon State, State yeah. right? No, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Close I mean, enough, black yeah. and orange, yeah. Yeah, you were right. No, no SU. Nice job. Friend of the pod, Cole Huffman, got me onto a uh, little 40-minute documentary on Amazon about Bryant Reeves. It's oh, a, boy. It's a Canadian. She's like in her mid-20s, but she grew up with Bryant Reeves as like the lottery pick in Vancouver. And so she like loved Bryant Reeves, and she travels to Oklahoma – like he's he's just off the radar. Like he just lives on a ranch somewhere in Oklahoma, and uh, she went and traveled and found him. And it was just a funny documentary. There's Brian a hundred hundred percent chance I'm going to be watching that documentary, waiting on this <laughs> podcast to enter my Google Drive tonight. <laughs> I uh, very briefly on the pickup courts of Fort Myers, Florida, was called Big Country. <laughs> there you I go. I love it. Yep, I uh, made a couple of baby hooks, and uh, suddenly people decided to call me Big Country. I felt real proud. Well, speaking of the pickup basketball, you know, you ragged on our defense. <laughs> Mine uh, wasn't any better. <laughs> no, but yours was yours was very. You at least uh, gave effort. Yours was very earnest. Yes, uh, I was bad, but I tried. <laughs> Sounds like my but sex it- life. <laughs> Oh man, we're all fired tonight, guys. This is a fun one. <laughs> the re- it created a lot of rebounds, though. My defense, my sex no, life. Sex life. <laughs> Your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna send this. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send some clips of this to my wife for uh, Valentine's Day. So <laughs> many, up. so many parallels. Oh, man. <laughs> So um, I am uh, right now watching. I think they just finished the first quarter of uh, Kyrie. Kyrie looks game. good. He does look good, and it's gonna. I know what the headlines are gonna say, and uh, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, it must be." You know, it, he's changed. He's changed. I, I just can't wait for April for it to just come crashing down. <laughs> it's gonna totally crash down. I hate that for Luca because I love Luca, uh, but you know, it'll probably just be for a year. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So if you're Dallas, right. you might you may just ride out the playoffs and then be like, you know what, Kyrie, it's better you sign somewhere else. We don't want to poison Luca. So <laughs> I'm, they didn't really give up anything of substance. Uh, two fringe starters plus a first round, which whatever Luke they have Lucas, so they'll be good for in 2027 or 2029, whatever that year is. 
So they really didn't give up anything. So I don't, as long as it's a one-year thing, like as far as this year only, I, I don't mind it. Go for it. Sure. And, and I mean, the Mavs are probably fringe anyway, so. I, I feel like every NBA team is kind of fringe. <clears throat> That's true. Well, who? Uh, Celtics are who would probably the best yeah. team. That's what I was going to say in the East, maybe Celtics. And uh, I just uh, I would have to say Embiid. If, if Embiid is on, like, I would say they could come out of the East, too. Yeah, but you got James Harden doing James Harden things. Oh, bound to happen. He's kind of, like, found his little role, it seems. I don't know. I, I hate to say that, and then he'll be in the playoffs, and then it'll just happen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who the best team in the West is. I don't know, because I don't know what's going on with Curry and if that's serious He's, or not. So, Well, they, they haven't been good away from Golden State all year. Do what? They've not been good on the road all year. I don't think Draymond looks washed. Clay looks like... Clay, Clay used to, Clay used to be Clay. my favorite player, and then ever since he had the back-to-back injuries, he just came back as like pissed off, yeah. mad at mad at the world. It's just uh, it's it kind has of been weird. It's kind of a hard, a tough watch. Fake, it's almost like a fake tough guy, even. So, uh, the Grizzlies have flaws. I mean, Jaws brothers trying to shoot the Pacers up, or uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the West is weird. So the. Uh, the Shannon Sharp incident was a, a fun one. Did anyone see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what? This is what okay. Trivia, trivia question, real fast. Y'all both saw that, so right. Okay. Um, guess the price on the sweater that Shannon Sharp was wearing. It was the blue. Had about four different shades of blue. Looked like he found it at the local Goodwill. Anybody like a, a card kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, guess the price. I'll say, yeah. uh, since it's Shannon Sharp and he's sitting front row, I'm gonna say like twenty two hundred dollars. Well, I'm a, I don't think it's that high. I'm gonna go nine. McClure boy, you were the winner. It was three grand. <laughs> three grand. Oh, that was that was uh, a uh, a strange kind of like a touchstone of what's going on in society. It was like he didn't even get thrown out of that game. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, that was insane. You can't Which act like a jackass on the court. <laughs> like, come on now. It was such a strange uh, incident, and Memphis has been not very good since then. Yeah. So, uh, uh, another random Memphis thing. Uh, like, their theme song for their basketball team is Whoop That Trick. So, <laughs> they play that, the they, crowd goes wild. They really do embrace that Memphis uh, grit, won't they? It's also my uh, son's uh, favorite song. It comes on the radio. It comes on my uh, I f- my phone every once in a while on Bluetooth, and he's just like Grizzly song, Grizzly song, <laughs> training him upright. Pour one out for the uh, Zach Randolph era grit and grind, Chris. Oh, I think we were talking about the Gel Blazers. When he said Zach Randolph, oh no, no, Zach wasn't the problem, but he was. Not. You know, are we going to talk well, dysfunction? Let's speaking do it. Zach Randolph, um, let's so go. Speaking of Zach Randolph, let's we talked about this Kyrie trading. Uh, McClure and I had the privilege of watching Kyrie return to Duke for the second half of a first round game. We saw him live. Ooh, um, hold up, timeout. That, that was, was like his the uh, game. CJ McCollum. Was it? CJ no. McC- so, oh, okay. So the, 
Okay. That was the next year, and that was awesome. Yeah. Um, CJ McCollum was... beat Duke. Um, who was this year that they played? St. Peter's oh, or something like that? Yeah. It was like, do you remember who it was, McClure? It was like Arkansas Pine Bluff or somebody. I don't remember who it was, but it was like a 215 or something. Yeah. And Kyrie came in at the second half and coming off an injury and scored a bunch of points. I remember we watched that game and in the same session was an eight, nine game with Cal in Louisville. And we were so yeah. bored in, in the game. It was a terrible game. We would make 25 cent bets on random things. And we, from our seats, we could not tell if Rick Patino's suit had pinstripes. And we text you, Chris, like, does Rick Patino's suit have pinstripes? Because I think I bet that it did. <laughs> I can't believe I don't remember that. Because yeah, but I would be the degenerate that's watching the game, and would, we knew you'd be watching exactly. Feedback. Yeah, those yeah, were the Martin. times when we could just get into those games usually, and uh, just you know, half-empty stadiums everywhere. We'd wait, you know, uh, ten minutes into the first half of the first session. There'd always Amen. be. Tickets yep. been with two them. games at a time. Like you'd get two games at a time, and then they'd make you leave. Get two more, and uh, you just wait and just get twenty dollars tickets. Walk in, walk down to the lower bowl, and you're good to go. Yeah, we um, that was our best one in Miami. We went and sat down in the front row, real close to it, to watch Wofford play Wisconsin. Uh, was that, that was actually a, a good game? Competitive? Oh yeah, yes. uh, Wofford almost beat them. Is it the yeah, P.J. Tucker, close. Wisconsin? Hmm, I don't remember. Okay. I couldn't tell you any players on that team. I don't think uh, P.J. Tucker was playing on that team. Okay. I, I do remember we taught some – They the Wofford Terrier mascot was like their backup mascot, and he didn't know any of the dance moves. Oh. And he ended up watching McClure and I for cues. We were close <laughs> enough. We, his name was Boss. We'd start yelling at Boss. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Boss, uh, we we were probably on like True TV or something in the corner promise, for, yeah. for a couple of uh, episodes, yeah. like dancing with some bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that all that to say, we got to see Kyrie live, and we got to see James Harden live, um, in college at Arizona State. And I, he I remember like that take. Yeah, absolute bomb. We're like total bust. He was awful. So. We made it, it made us beg the question. Kyrie Some Sixers trained, fans might agree with that assessment. What, well, what is your top five most toxic lineup? I'll go ahead and tell you the one that I sketched out. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. This is your like worst teammate, right? That's like just going to derail the progress of the franchise. I've got Kyrie as my point guard. That's um, fair. Flat Earther uh, just quits on teams randomly. I don't know that I could do. You could do better, right? Or worse. Yeah, you're you're good on that one. All right. Point guard, I struggled between Latrell Sprewell and James Harden. Okay. Um, I, I gotta step in here on this one. Okay. This is this is my hot take. Uh PJ Carlissimo is that face that you want to choke. So you kind of <laughs> have to give Latrell a pass on that one. He kind of is, though. I you know. do kind of want to choke PJ. All right, what about Javaris Crittenden or whatever his name oh, is? Oh, Javaris Crittenden? He's he's in jail right now for killing a guy. So True. I, really? Like, yeah. I mean, you could talk about Gilbert Arenas, we, but I think Gilbert showed up just to protect himself, right, from Javaris. He, he did. Yeah, was it? So Crittenden really killed a guy? Yeah, he really killed a guy. Wow. I didn't know that. He's on the Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Gilbert Rick was just really like trying to uh, so like, uh, defend himself. They were playing a card game, and I think Crittenton was down quite a bit of money. Uh, Gilbert obviously had the money to lose, but was winning. And Gilbert said something he shouldn't have, and realized real fast that he was talking to somebody he probably shouldn't talk to like that. So <laughs> apparently, they were both uh, strapped whenever they came in the locker room. Uh, That's that crazy. Man. That was That's crazy. literally like you were close to uh, an actual shootout in an NBA locker room. <laughs> that's just oh pretty phenomenal. Gosh. Yes, that is wild. He murdered a 22 year old woman. Yeah, he well it ended up being manslaughter. He pled guilty to manslaughter. Georgia Tech point guard from Atlanta. Yeah. He's the sixth man on this team. Okay, so all right, that's fair. So 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 I, I'm Pretty with you. I choose, I choose Harden. I choose Harden because he's uh, Spreewell at least played hard, and when Spreewell. Um, left the league, it was because his what $14 million contract couldn't feed his kids. <laughs> yeah, gotta uh, love it. Yep, yep. Uh, Harden, uh, Spreewell also Sh- claimed, oh, I'm sorry, Spreewell was, also claimed to invent spinners, is the only thing I was gonna say. That sounds like Latrell. Well, so, so that's that, Alabama that, education right there. So, so that's the position I'm struggling to come up with is who's my small forward on this team? Because you can put it. free will at your small forward. Who, who are you choosing? You have one, Chris, or can I say one? Uh, go for it, Boyd, because I'm I'm thinking through. Lance Stevenson. <laughs> what a great one. I, I, I'm Lance Stevenson. Standing ovation for that one. Do you remember yeah, him? Man. Was it LeBron that he was blowing in his face? Yes. Like, blowing in the ear. Ear. Blowing in the ear, yeah. Yeah, born like ready, it. baby. Born ready. Uh, there was like the a LeBron comeback like stopper. two or three years ago with Lance Stevenson like getting signed on a 10-day contract, and he he thought he should have uh, got more minutes and started on a 10-day contract. So, Oh, I think he like shot himself out of a game, and that was it. Never changed, Lance. Uh, that's a great <laughs> one. That, that's a winner right there. We don't even have to think any further. Yeah, let's go with Lance. Um Power forward, you got a lot of choices. Um, you know, there's like uh Blazer Sheed, but I love Rasheed Wallace. I love Rasheed. Yeah, I can't I can't put him on there. I'm going very specific. I'm going Spurs era Rodman. I I kind of give Rodman kind of a pass. I was thinking more the long the lines of uh end of the day, uh as far as not age, but basketball career sean kemp so so uh, yeah i mean very different i don't know that sh- that that kemp like the cavalier sean kemp torpedoed the locker room as much as he just had a lot of drugs I, and i just think know. he f- he fed them some powdered sugar that's for sure <laughs> but the problem is how did he do so much cocaine as alleged and get really fat 300 pounds listen yeah I, Sean Kemp, Diego Maradona, the only two people to have ever simultaneously battled obesity and cocaine addiction. <laughs> what a great play. That's a great line, Hickey. Uh, this might go down as my all-time favorite pod. People are going to like tune into this pod being like Super Bowl preview because I'm going to title this. Yeah, we're not pod. even talking about the Super Bowl preview. We're an hour in, and it's like, are they ever going to talk about the Super Bowl? 
You know, say we really like come alive when we talk about old NBA. Gosh, I know. Who are we talking about centers? Let's go. Because I got anybody go, I mean, over seven foot. Seven footers are just weird in general. I've never met a normal seven footer ever. I don't. I've never met a seven footer. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever met a seven former footer. basketball manager. That's, that's so true. You I were a basketball manager. A few in my career. Seen more seven oh, foot sandwiches okay. than people. This is a great timeout. Really quick story. We're up in. Uh, wherever Duquesne is, I think it's Pittsburgh. Uh, so we're up in Pittsburgh. Um, it's me. It's ZB. He's a guard. He's like six foot. And then Liam, he's a Canadian guy that was seven, two ish, something like that. Seven, one, seven, two. He actually went to Marquette, had some knee problems, wow. transferred to tech. So it's, we're sitting at the hotel bar, um, after curfew waiting on a taxi to come pick us up to take us to a strip club because, they were Perfect. wanting to go to a strip club, and I was like, well, you need to be accompanied by me to make sure nothing bad happens. I don't know why else. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. That's Before a good call. You get to, this is a Kanye. I'm going to let you finish, but um, you were the voice of reason. 2010 Chris was the voice of reason. Okay, so all right. Well, all right. We're I just need Chris to make sure. Y'all make it back to the hotel room because we have a game the next day. Actually, timeout. That was not. We had just lost to Duquesne that day. The head coach. Much better. Okay. Head coach and the uh, one of the assistant coaches. We lost. It was a competitive game. It was, we were down four to six points literally the entire game. It was like we would cut it to two. They would push it back to six. We cut it. To, it was just back and forth, a competitive game. Head coach was pissed off because we lost. Him and another assistant went went and rented a rental car that night and drove back to Cookville from Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was the two cool assistants were still at the hotel. And so they were, they weren't doing room checks for damn sure. So it was me, me, ZB and Liam. So we're going, uh, waiting at the hotel bar for the taxi to arrive, take us to the strip club closest there. And so we're sitting there and this lady, she is trashed at the hotel bar. She comes in, like sits at our table and she goes, Man, she's talking to Liam, her seven footer. How big is your dick? <laughs> and then she moves on from that real fast because what? Liam's Liam and ZB are laughing. I'm laughing, and she goes, "Man, how small is your dick?" And just points at me because <laughs> I'm the only, I'm the white guy at the table. <laughs> and she was like, she was she was wanting to take Liam up to her room to uh, see what he had packing. So, uh, but no, we went to the strip club. We made it back safely from the strip club in Pittsburgh. It was pretty <laughs> underwhelming uh, trip, but uh, it was a great memory nonetheless. And that drunk lady made, made everybody's night. Wow. Random story. <laughs> that's a, that's of a course nuts and beer guts pods. Speaking of seven mis- meeting seven footers. Yeah. <laughs> So who are we going wow. for center position? Center. Oh, I think it's an easy choice, Dwight Howard. Uh, you just hate gay people. That's weird. What? <laughs> McClure gets it. He does have like nine kids, though. But isn't he like also just a terrible teammate? He, apparently, he's just like is he like kind of uh, socially odd. He is. Um, and, you and he's only like six that. eight. Yeah. The uh, the interview where Stan Van is talking, he comes up and hugs him. That's like classic. Uh, don't read the room, Dwight. You know. 
So, all right. So, so maybe there's a better choice there. Who, who's our, who's our better toxic center? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I could, I could live with Dwight because Dwight did like just torpedo the magic. Mm-hmm. And the he Rockets did. and the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. You, you win. You win. So, so here's the starting five. Um, we got buckets in the backcourt with Harden and Kyrie, who did play on the same team. Um, you've got Lance Stevenson at small forward, legit defender, power forward. Did we did we land on Spurs Robin or do we choose somebody else? Spurs Robin's fine. I can live with Spurs Robin. He was wild. I okay, he, again, he did take a break. Like, was that mid finals that he went to Vegas or was that mid playoffs? No, that was Bulls. Uh, yeah. mid playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, needed the, to go to Vegas for a fix. I mean, that, like that's, he, a, that's impressive. He couldn't get along with David Robinson, Sean Elliott, Avery Johnson, like the consummate professionals through and through on the, like on that Spurs team. And he, like, he did his best to torpedo him. Uh, and anyway, but again, we got two elite defenders. We got buckets and three with Dwight at center. That team could win a lot of games, <laughs> but I, but they're absolutely getting bounced in the playoffs, right? We we would need a hard knocks, uh, NBA hard knocks version oh my for gosh. that. That'd be classic. You could put like oh, uh, would... the the bench could be just like filled with guys like Ricky Davis and uh, uh, oh, there's so Delonte West. Yes, there's so many people we could put on that bench. There was a great joke in our group thread today whenever uh, somebody was talking about LeBron throwing out assists, and I was like, yeah, he threw a couple too many to Delonte or something like that. I was like, I don't don't know the joke, but there's a joke in there that involves Delonte West and LeBron's mom. (laughs) All I know. Something there. Something there. There was. I still still don't have the joke, but there was something there. (laughs) Highly entertaining, uh, highly entertaining. But but I think the the greatest thing is if it it was on Hard Knocks, and then somebody like Kobe was on the roster too, <laughs> which is like <laughs> just be so incensed. Just be so hard. <laughs> yeah, Kobe. Yeah, because Kobe's got two workouts in by yeah. seven a.m. Yeah, say a prayer for the woman in that town. Kobe. Kobe. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Well, we know Harden's. Uh, Harden's up at every strip club. He's, I just he's bankrolling those those strippers. Oh yeah, Harden and uh, Kobe on the same team would be entertaining. Oh gosh, uh, now he would I, hate when him. I was he in college, him. there was a deal with the Wizards. You could get ten dollars tickets if you were a student, yeah. and they had a package where it was like the top four scores in the NBA. So Gilbert was one of them because he was like the top scorer in the NBA. Agent Zero. Yep. And then you got Iverson, Kobe, and LeBron. So I got to go see all three of those oh, games. Wow. And uh, that was uh, that was that was pretty cool. To see those uh, see those players live back then. It was oh uh, seven, I guess. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh three, oh three. I I don't know uh, my Virginia map. Um, how far away is JMU from DC? About an hour and a half. Oh, it's not bad at all then. No. Totally worth that drive. Yeah. Yeah, just a little trip up there. That's an awesome. uh, That's awesome. But all four of those guys, honestly, had uh, their uh, temperamental (laughs) teammate issues. 
that's just interesting that there's there's always some but but nothing like the starting five we listed no no um yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, nothing. You can not win a championship with any, any of these guys as your best player. So, this last thing this week is probably one of the craziest. Just, just him. Just um, after Asking they started playing. Yeah, yeah. After they started playing so well uh, just recently, and after all the turmoil and them kind of like sticking. I don't know. It just seems like it is. It is one of the craziest careers I've ever seen. I, I think my all-time favorite James Harden moment is when they're doing it's LeBron and KD doing the All-Star draft and just leaving Harden out there forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody that wanted him. That is classic. That uh, <laughs> we're telling a lot of random stories. Uh, JBC intramural basketball. There was one kid who was a halfway decent player but nobody wanted him on his team. He played point guard. He would yell at everybody. He would dribble all day long, um, play okay defense, and then but just be so annoying and just dribble all the time. Are you Shout talking about to. JBC intramurals? Sorry, I zoned out. I yeah, that's what I said. Text. Yeah, JBC intramurals. So that, that was the all-time greatest trade. That's what I was about to talk about. Yes. <laughs> So Logan's drafting for our team, and we they wouldn't let us just build our team. You had to draft, and so he had to make some clever trades. And like right up early, they'd be like, uh, "All right, so Chris, what round pick is he? I don't know. Like Hickman, he's probably like a fourth round pick. I, you know, they decide that ahead of time. I ended up being um, a captain of that of a different team for that. Oh, draft. why was that? I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's right. We never played on the same basketball team. You tell this story, and I got I got to follow up. So, well, anyway, nobody wanted this guy on their team. Like, he he wasn't a, a bad basketball player, but he was horrible to play with. It, however, the draft ended up, we ended up having the last pick and landed this guy. He was literally the last <laughs> pick. So, Logan has to trade him and a decent player away, like our like six-round pick or something, or six-man, trade him away for two of the worst people that <laughs> – in the an entire Johnson era. Now, when I say the worst players in Johnson and real basketball, I mean can't dribble. Like I, can't make like can't make can't, a layup. Can, can <laughs> so I add something to the story? Sure. Can I add something to the story? So we're in the draft and there there's a draft board. It has all the players that signed up. We're getting to like the sixth round. I think we had eight eight people on a team. Does that sound right, Hickey? Uh, yeah, eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. So we were getting to the point where we were doing the, we were counting down and Logan was like, Oh, thank God. I don't, I don't want to have the last pick. I at least have the pick between, uh, he, there's, there was going to be two players. So it was, so he was like, I can at least pick somebody else because Logan did not want that person on his team. Um, and then we're getting down and somebody realized that Michael guessed, I, I think it may have even been three or four. Michael Guest signed up. Uh, uh, who did he sign up for? Who was the Iowa State uh, Iowa State basketball coach? Hoyford or Hoiberg? something like that? Hoiberg. <laughs> he signed up Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> I think there was about three white NBA players that Michael Guest ended up signing up. So then it it turned from from that. It changed to uh, uh, Logan had the last pick, 
and that oh, person, man. the person was left at the very end. That's awesome! Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, that that team uh, was not very deep. That's for sure. Uh, we got some got some good intramural stories. So, man. Well, um, we were supposed to talk about the Super Bowl. So, uh, how about we do this? Uh, this was way more fun than talking about the Super Bowl. This was. <laughs> Uh, let's do a Super Bowl recap show, and let's let's like couple. We we make how about we make our picks for the Super Bowl? Any other high level thoughts? And we'll spend more time talking about the uh, the aftermath next week. What do y'all think? Perfect. Okay. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Seven this Sunday. Super Bowl is like my favorite event. We got lots of Super Bowl stories. I feel like we could have a podcast talking about Super Bowl stories of. The you know, stuff we've done. Best Super Bowl we've ever had as a group. Were you at the Logan at the neighborhood clubhouse, bounce house, lawsuits? Were you at that no, one? I was I missed not. that one. Oh. Was that, that was Steelers Packers, right? That was in that was in Knoxville. I don't remember which game it was because there was some kind of like neighborhood HOA clubhouse kind of thing. They they were supposed to have a big neighborhood party. Um, we get in there, the, t- the, the, the game is on like a 30, 30 inch TV. Uh, there's a, there's an inflatable, like a kid's inflatable literally inside right next to the television. Um, <laughs> no. what? Yeah. A couple kids got in a fight. One kid had a bloody nose. So the parents were threatening lawsuits back and forth between each other over the situation. Wow. We left. We left at halftime. We watched the rest of the game at the uh, apartment that Summer and Logan had at the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awful! It was probably 2008-ish. I don't know. I don't know exact year, but it was somewhere in that era. Um, it was supposed to be an awesome, awesome Super Bowl party. Thirty-inch TV is all I can say. But yeah, <laughs> oh. with an inflatable right next to the TV. Another underwhelming inch story tonight. Yeah. Um, that's man. A- that sounds like a bad sitcom. It was, and everybody it was, was like at the oldest. It's like like somebody was twenty five. Sounds like like we were still <laughs> like yes. that's not the kind of Super Bowl party you want to go to at twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I miss I miss that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. Well, e- either way, I do th- feel like we could talk about a lot of Super Bowl stories. Can I go first um, on this? Yeah, the, you know, the picks for the game. I mean, we got a, a compelling matchup. I was. I mean, we didn't really recap the conference championship games. Um, there wasn't much get, to recap, though. I mean, the, the Eagles boat race a, the a, NFC there, game you know. was awful. Quarterback got hurt, and it was over. AFC game was a mess. Um, I don't know if the right team won or not. I thought the Bengals would win, but the Chiefs should have been up by like twenty at halftime. Yeah, I, it was a it was a coin flip game. The refs killed any flow. Oh my gosh! Any flow? Obviously, it was it was a late hit. Like no question oh, that. Like that's fine. But the flow right. of the game, just the refs were just atrocious. I did see a stat where whoever the referee is for the Super Bowl, his crew is called the most penalties for the last three years. Uh, oh, so, great. Okay, cool. Yeah, great job, NFL. That's exactly what we want to see. I was just going to say this is a phenomenal. Uh, offensive line versus defensive line matchup on mm-hmm. both both sides of the ball. 
Philly's by far the deepest team on the defensive line. Um, Kansas City's offensive line is, I would say, above average. Not great, but above average. And then you go to the other side. Uh, Chris Jones has had a phenomenal year. I would say he was a monster against the, the, the Bengals. Chiefs D line is uh, above average, kind of the same thing. The Eagles offensive line is really good. Lane Johnson being hurt may may play a factor into this game. And I, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I the only thing I come back to is Mahomes is better than Hurts and Reed is better better than Sirianni. I'm taking Chiefs money line. That's because of that reason. Five dogs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's no other reason than Mahomes is better than Hurts and uh, Reed's better than Sirianni. So I I hope it's a great game because this playoffs has been kind of a dud. It's it's really disappointing postseason. Not been a great one. There's been two good games. First round had a couple of good games. The um, I can't even remember what they were now. I just remember they were good. But Jags uh, Chargers because they were so good. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm going Chiefs as well, and uh, similar reasons. Just because I trust Mahomes more than Hurts. Hurts has had an awesome year, though. I I hope it's just a good game, like you said. That's what I'm cheering for. I got no rooting interest, basically, but um, Kelsey has just impressed me all year, really, and then these playoffs just playing like a beast. And I, I don't know. Um, give me your uh, opinion on what Kelsey can do in this game, Chris, before – and also, I'm taking the money line, but what is the spread while you're uh, talking about Kelsey? It's somewhere between one and a half, two and a half, depends on the site. Is that what you're seeing, Hickey, spread-wise? I saw, even, I saw um, Eagles minus two and a half. Okay. I saw Eagles minus one and a half uh, on DraftKings. So, I think it's as far as what Kelsey can do. Uh, yeah. Dude's a stud. The Eagles have faced no good quarterbacks this year, pretty much. Uh, That's a no. shot on Dak. <laughs> now, did he even play against? I don't. What he may have missed some. It doesn't him. even matter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think the Eagles secondaries were they're vulnerable. Uh, Andy Reid knows that. Uh, Andy. Andy I feel like Andy Reid's probably. I know he's had some questionable big game. Uh, his record in big games hasn't been the best, but I feel like with, especially since he has a Super Bowl win, his I feel his stress level is a little lower. They're going to come out with about four or five just absolutely bizarre trick plays that are going to be chunk plays for him. I think that could be the difference in the game, honestly. Uh, and Kelsey will be involved in multiple. Uh, big plays like that. And he may just be a decoy where everything's looking like it's going to Kelsey. And then all of a sudden Tony gets a dump off the other direction and has three blockers lined up, just paving his way to the touched end zone. So I don't I know love those plays. I love when Reed goes nuts. And I think we're, before you yeah, go ahead, I, I we're going to see some, I, yeah, I, I hope guarantee so. you that before you talk, Matt, Chuck Zipper poor, Andy Reid as the second best coach in the NFL history. Uh, poor. All right. Yeah, he's not second best in NFL history. He's second best in his era. I feel like. Okay. Fair um, that you know th- that era. It's I mean it's Belichick, and then you're fighting for second between Reid, Harbaugh, and Tomlin. I feel like. 
I don't think um, there's a fight there. Andy Reid's way better. I'm, Andy Reid's the guy, right? Yeah. And uh, I, this will sound I like sac- sacrilegious. Like it's not sacrilegious, but I, I'm not sure. I, I think there's a good argument for Andy Reid being better than Belichick, seeing post-Brady Belichick and seeing okay. Andy Reid post-Eagles. Like when he went to Kansas City, Kansas City was not good. They had Alex Smith, the quarterback, uh, Granted, Mahomes looks like a generational talent, but it's it's not like he just walked into a, a perfect situation. In uh, Kansas City's kind of rebuilt that team. Like their offensive line was in shambles; they completely rebuilt that. It's kind of a strength of the team now with Mahomes. I uh, saw a thing where Kansas City's hit on twenty of their last twenty-two draft picks, and one of those misses was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, so. I think I, we need to cultivate this idea. Man, I, I'm just. I, hate <laughs> I, I think we're what twenty five ish, twenty twenty plus years into a successful Andy Reid run consecutively. Like I don't know that he's had a bad team in twenty years, hardly. And he's Belichick's, had a couple. Belichick's been so not good without Brady, like okay, epically bad, and I. I, I know it's sacrilegious to say, but I'm just I love Andy Reid. I I think uh I think he's a great coach. I'm gonna hard disagree on Belichick. He's That's fine. I mean he's come up with multiple of the all time greatest defensive game plans. He held Joe Montana to three points in the postseason twice. He shut down Kit, J- Jim Kelly's K gun offense in that Super Bowl um, with with the Giants. He was building something special, actually, in Cleveland before Art Modell tanked the franchise and moved the team. 12-4 and four with Vinny Testaverde as his quarterback. Um, I Yeah, it's not been – it's been rough the past couple of years post-Brady, but um, I don't think it's – I don't think it's debatable. Swap, swap him with Mike Tomlin or Harbaugh or whoever, and there's no way those Patriots teams get to those 10 Super Bowls. That's fair. I was just giving you a little soft soft toss to make sure you have okay. them run on your <laughs> NFL knowledge. So you're welcome for that. Um, I feel like a so dumbass. So that's a definite uh, that you're chugging that. You're you're pouring that, Matt. I'll sip it. We'll call it a we'll, we'll second. Have to fight that one out. I think he's the second best in his. I think he's second. I don't know about second ever because you got to think about like, I mean, the old, the old guys. guys but also, yeah. But like Bill Walsh is a really tough one because he he invented that entire West Coast, West Coast. offense. Yeah, and he, you know, he built that 49ers dynasty. He was he's probably um the next one on the list. Um Jimmy you know, like, Johnson had some fantastic hair. Did you, he did. God <laughs> love Jimmy's hair. Um you know, I I I'm a, I, I can't speak to it, but like you I mean Landry and Chuck Knoll were all-timers. You know, but I I again, I don't know what happened in the 70s. They also That's had the most the talent. That's kind of the the arguments where it's like I don't know how good George Mikan was, you know. Yeah. So we can, you know. So I think I think the eras that we can talk about, at least I feel like I can speak intelligently to, is like, you know, nineties to now, at least somewhat. And I, I he's think he's definitely number two. He's definitely number two. Yeah. Um, I think there's. You know, I'm, I like Tomlin. Like I, Tomlin's. Tomlin's good. Uh, yeah. Never had a still never had a losing season. Is that right? Never had a losing season. That's a phenomenal he's, uh, stat, he's but like I still think there's a huge gap between. Yeah, I, I think 
as you said, the reasons there's a gap between Belichick and Reed, I think there's equally a gap between Reed and Tomlin. I agree. And with then you. After Tomlin, like like Har- Harbaugh. And John probably, Harbaugh's next. Probably. Uh, but there's other guys you can throw in there within the conversation. Yeah, there have been some really Bill, good ones in that time frame. Bill Cowher's going to be a Hall of Famer. I saw that on something. <laughs> yeah, Cowher was, I mean, uh, you, I don't know. He had a lot of talent. Hit the That defense was unreal. Like he, I mean, he was just completely stacked. The offenses sucked, but his defenses were unreal. I think Cowher deserves some credit for uh, just sticking it out in the booth and coasting out instead of going back into coaching. That's uh, Yeah, good that for was, him. That was a great decision for his uh, himself his and his family. So. I don't well, know you if know he's he a family have... guy, but I'm just saying he he got offered every coaching job, including some groomers going around Knoxville from time to time. He got so uh, I think that's actually part of it. Um, his wife passed away in you know years ago. Jesus, he... Jesus, Matt, like it, what the what? hell? Well, I'm we still bad. No, 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 no. Like this I didn't was, know this that. was no. This was to your point, like that it was because of his family. Like he was. Freezing up on me a little bit there, Matt. We may have lost him. Ah, you're frozen. You're frozen solid. Uh oh. Well, he left us with a sour, oh, oh no. sad story about a. Oh no! Oh, there we are. He's back. Power. He's back. Oh. You're right. back. You're back. <laughs> you can, Let's start. You can start off with how great Cowboy oh, was. That was with his oh my gosh! What a bad spot. No, He's I was saying again. it was a. Uh, to credit your point, like that was why. Coward, I think that was a big reason why Coward didn't go back to the league was to spend time with his daughters, and um, it was a family decision. He had a cushy booth job, but um, all right. Anyway, hey, the uh, slight pushback on the Belichick with the Giants defensive record didn't he have like the greatest defensive player ever? He did. Yes, if that's an excellent point. I, and from the stories, I, I don't know if I've ever even watched a Lawrence Taylor game, but like they say, he could just change games, like like a basketball um, player would be able to. He played like before they counted sacks. Like they didn't start counting sacks until mid career. Is that right, okay. Hickey? I think so. Mid eighties when they started. Yeah. So like his his sacks, like it doesn't tell the whole story because they weren't counting them all back then. But he did change games, like just. I don't but think he was there's... so coked up that like he was. <laughs> he was he was essentially the John Jones of the NFL. I gotcha. I don't Great think there's a I don't think there's a guy in the league that is like like now a player like Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White, like in their peaks. Like even peak JJ Watt maybe is the closest we've seen as a defensive lineman to to have the same kind of impact on a game. But yeah. Um L- LT would be like it would be like a Ray Lewis plus name your best pass rusher of that yeah. combo combo yeah just a ridiculous speed on the outside on yeah yeah tackled like Ray Lewis intelligence like Ray Lewis but pass rush like John Randall just relentless I love John Randall man that guy I do too I he love was the great eye, eye black oh John Randall um well, for for this Super Bowl, I, I am I am slightly pulling for the Chiefs. I'd like to see Reed Mahomes get another one. I, um, I do love that. You know, look at the Super Bowl failure a few years ago, and and to your point with like Reed choking in big games, he's he's not done it so much in a while. Um, when they lost to the Bucks, they lost to a just a much better team. Um, 
The Bucks just obliterated there again. There's an, I mean, this wasn't Belichick. This is a great defensive game plan. The the Bucks held the Chiefs without a touchdown, legitimately, and just crushed that that offensive line. Um, they were just a better team. Um, his, his other loss with the Chiefs was that crazy game that if D Ford just does not line up wrong, they they win. An, they win another Super Bowl. There's another Belichick Brady Super Bowl. Thanks, D Ford. <laughs> <laughs> um, just literally lining up wrong. Um, so I, I, I do, I, I trust Reed more. I'm a little worried about their pass catchers. Um, That's, they're all hurt. They're all hurt. Kelsey is a cheat code, just like Gronk used to be. Um, yes. they, they activated Clyde Edwards, Alaire because McCole Hardman's out. So I think we might see him in the slot a little bit because I like to use him <laughs> to catch passes. There's going to be a lot of like sky more out there, so I I, if I think any coach can do that. That's going to be Andy Reid. He can, but here's here's the thing: like, there's so many Super Bowls that come down to these forgotten plays, and I I I have a feeling the Philly's going to win, and it's going to be one of these Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Sky Moore, Mark Westvalde scandling that just comes up short. Like last year, Cooper Cup was the guy who just kept getting the ball and he came through in the clutch, right? Um there was an end around that got him a first down on fourth and one when they went for it, their own 30. I mean, the little plays like that. Um, I mean, even a few, the, the one, the chiefs won. if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just makes a little bit of a better throw to Emmanuel Sanders, the Niners win that game. There's just these little, little plays. And I feel like there's going to be a, you know, one or two of these little things where they just don't have the right guy out there, or they actually do miss Tyreek Hill finally. And, um, I think I'm hoping for a great game, um, but I'll take I'll take Philly in a close one. So, but hey, I I like both teams honestly. I'm hoping for a good watching, game. I do love watching Mahomes play though; it's just so fun. Oh yeah, yes. He's ten more years of him too. He, that's he's one of the few guys that's got like, he's got a shot at getting in that rarefied air. He really can. Like I used to love watching Aaron Rodgers the same way, just like. Just the stuff they can do on the field is uh, fun. Yes. It's just fun to watch. It's great. I've been, you know, there's all these like you know Brady retires, all these like greatest you know quarterback lists, and of course Brady's going to land first. And as much as I cannot stand Tom Brady, I can't debate where he lands. I'll debate all along his fortune, but he has to rank number one. There's been a bunch of these that have had like Aaron Rodgers second. I just I don't know, man. He was great. He's great, but I he's only been to one Super Bowl. Just his body language alone in the last ten years, I'd knock him down a couple of bags. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. Like, I can you can like sure can you? He's been awesome. His 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 stats have been great. But can you, in good conscience, rank him over like Joe Montana and Peyton Manning? I, I can't. Um, same. I rank him. I, I definitely think he's top ten, and he's got that Super Bowl. So. He probably should have two or three Super Bowls, just as he, good as he was. You know, I, I think, I think Mahomes could have the career that he should have had. Yeah, you know, two or three Super Bowls and just stats, stats, stats. You know, and to and to be fair, if if Aaron Rodgers had Andy Reid his whole career, maybe it looks I, different. Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning both suffered from a lot of bad coaching. I, I think there's another chance on the Super Bowl that Andy Reid, if he wins. 
he rides off in the sunset and eats some cheeseburgers the rest of his life. And gives it to the enemy? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if he gives it to the enemy, but I guess he would have to because I don't know if they're hamstrung or not. I, I think they know Mahomes is such a special talent. Yeah, you got to keep I don't, keep Mahomes happy. I don't know that you want... If the enemy wants, or if Mahomes wants to be enemy, then that's the that's the call. But if he wants somebody else, I think that's the call too. If if Mahomes says, "Go get me Nathaniel Hackett," then uh, uh, what about Nathaniel Hackett getting his oh, coordinator job immediately? That's fine. Oh, <laughs> some some guys are. I, I tell this to, to my people, like not my people, but the people I work with. I'm like, everybody has a ceiling. And it's just you have to you just have to find the right place for that. Like, like my ceiling work maybe materials manager. There's people in the shop floor that have worked on the shop floor being just a welder for the last thirty years, and they love it. They excel at it. They're great at it. Like, but if you make them a supervisor in charge of people, it goes straight to shit. So, I, I just feel like there's a ceiling for a lot of coaches, and sometimes they get promoted a little higher than they should. Nathaniel Hackett, example one A. He's going to turn that team around. Derek Dooley, example 1B. Butch Jones, example 1C. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, good life lesson. Uh, Sunbelt Billy, example 1D. <laughs> Who? Sunbelt? Sunbelt Billy, uh, Billy Napier. Oh, gosh. But, did ah. you see the Jaden Rashada NIL thing, the athletic article? No. No. Oh, it's 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 very damning to Florida. Not necessarily Billy Napier's their NIL. They essentially promised the kid thirteen million dollars, and they were late on their initial five hundred thousand dollar payment because apparently boosters and the collective weren't aligned on what he was getting. And oh my god, his his stock went from he was a five star to he dropped to a four star to so like I don't know if we want him. So it was very shady. So Rashada went from thirteen million guaranteed guaranteed as long as he lived in Knoxville or lived in Gainesville and played for Florida and then he got zero going to Arizona State. So oh my gosh. The PR for that what? one with Florida is gonna be just absolutely Oh that's that awful. is awful. Yes. Well surely surely he'll get something from that, right? Assuming he becomes a starting quarterback, I'm sure there's something in it for him, but uh oh, but the, yeah like the, the I mean, drop I just from mean Florida like a to Arizona contract wouldn't there be like some type of contract that he'd be owed at least something like a. Um, know, so that's part of the NIL deal that I wish there was a little more uh, clarity. clarity on. Yeah. Because it's a contract as long as he hit these benchmarks, but, and he did hit those benchmarks cause they're very low, but they just failed to pay the initial up front. So it's like, what is this? It's, it's going to end up in court, not necessarily a shot of one, but one of these will end up in court and it'll, help determine the future of college athletics, but I'm all for kids getting paid. Uh, if, if he can get $13 million to play quarterback in college, go for it. That's awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it at all, but uh, yeah, kind of funny. So Sunbelt Billy is what Napier's nickname is. Poor guy. It's kind of funny. If you want to read something funny about the NIL, just read Jim Beheim's latest comment. Oh, Jesus Christ. That guy. <laughs> He's like old man yelling at the clouds at this point. Yeah, yeah, he can't get it. He can't get out of there soon enough. There's a bunch of like been a bunch of uh, unlikable 
old Coach K. Coaches. Jim Calhoun. Yeah. I couldn't stand him. Although Bobby I did, Knight was always my favorite. Bobby Knight's awful. Yeah. I did love Jim Calhoun's when they were talking about is he going to take a pay cut during their budget crunch? Oh like, man, that was. You know how much money we bring in the university? X amount. You know yeah. how much I make? X amount. Why would I take less? <laughs> <laughs> what a Connecticut <laughs> found a way just to get some. Yeah. Oh, God. They got some. Well, who was the guy? Ter- yeah. Now. No, I'm thinking of Rhode Island. I'm sorry. The guy that coached at Georgia, Herrick. Jim Herrick. Uh, Jim oh, Herrick. Oh, probation Herrick. Yeah, he's yeah. he's coaching their dysfunctional basketball team. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> didn't he get he got Rhode Island, Georgia, and UCLA all in probation, right? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. He was uh no yeah, he it could, would take That's an excellent Calipari coach. For that team. Would have to, was Calipari, did he get in trouble at UMass? Yes. And at Memphis. Yes. So he's trying to get to that Herrick level with Kentucky, maybe. Hey, the NIL won't, won't allow that. So yeah, yeah, so we sure we don't I, I think I think we need Rick Patino. Oh yeah. Oh that, man. Hey, he's coaching he's I, coaching that NBA team. We, the toxic team. He's coaching that team. We've uh, listen, I, we're, we're already gonna get an NIL with the strippers if we have Patino in there. I mean, it's gonna work out just fine. So I have a great story. There is, um, he had his incident at the Italian restaurant. Right. There was a assistant coach at the time that was his quote unquote driver, um, making mm-hmm. sure he, he got it from point A to point B. Um, and during all the interviews, that assistant coach, I don't know if he was like on floor assistant or if he was like a, I don't know what the right word is off, off court assistant. Um, but he has had no problems getting a job elsewhere. Like since the Rick Pitino thing, anytime he's needed a job, he's instantly got the job he's needed. Hmm. Uh, kind, kind of funny. Rick Pitino's taking care of him very, very well. So, <laughs> because he, although all that shit came out and it became public, uh, that, that coach said nothing to anybody and he kept the damage as minimal as possible with that. So, well, Johnny tight lips there. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't saying what? nothing. <laughs> this has been my, reference. This might have been my favorite pod we've ever done. Man, this has been a fun one. We've we've laughed, like, we've cried, we uh, lamented the careers of some NBA players. Um, I, I would, I I feel like we should do a a pod that's just like a a um, fantasy draft of 1995 basketball. <laughs> like who are we picking with our teams? That would be a lot of fun. That would be popular amongst our listeners. Like I would say 75% of our listeners would love that. All right. Let's uh we'll pick a slow week and we'll do a a, a fantasy draft of uh we probably could have a couple more people on that too. We should have a five team draft and bring in Logan and AWOL. That would be a lot of fun. I, I've invited others on. They just refuse to answer their phone or Unbelievable guys. they're interested. Let them well, come defend Boogie on the bench of that crazy team. I, I'm team Logan on that one. He, so he had me. He had me convinced the other day. He seems to think that Boogie is a solid dude. So I'll trust. I him. think he is. Yeah. Boogie. Yeah. Boogie cares. He just has some issues with. Uh, he just can't control himself. Yes. But well, he. Again, he Sacramento. He's all-time great teammate. As far as he has his teammates back, no matter what. Like. He's a guy that, you want in your corner. 
there's a part of it from that that like if you can't control yourself and you get so many texts like that ain't helping your team either. That's but, true. Rashid Wallace. Yes. Right, I get it. He he helped them a lot more than he hurt them. Yeah, I'm ready for this 1995 draft. Let's do that. That'll be. <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with some parameters. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm ready. We go. Uh, all right, boys. This was a lot of fun. Um, hope you guys are all of our you know 14, 15 listeners. Hope you all enjoyed this one. Um, we'll recap the Super Bowl next week. Should be a fun one. But until then, if you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. <laughs>